Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive help supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. It's my pleasure to welcome you here to the Clark Howard Show, where our mission is to serve you with knowledge that empowers you so you make better financial decisions in your life. Happy November to you, and along with holiday cheer, you're going to start seeing donation requests all over the place coming towards you, because we, the American people, are the most generous people on earth, and I want you to know that this is a time that legit people ask you for money, and also the crooks come out of the woodwork. We're going to talk about that. Later, you know how people will say, You know, they don't make things like they used to. One category that's completely true, furniture. I want to talk to you about how to get really high quality furniture at really good prices. Furniture that will last. So I did in my TV work long ago, we did a segment where I wore a Santa suit, stood on a corner had a sign and a donation bucket. My sign said, Homeless Families Fund. We just made that up. And one in every seven cars donated money. I was getting ones, fives, tens, twenties. I was amazed how many twenties I got. When we get into the holiday season, people are in a really giving spirit. I was forever affected by the fact that there I was just wearing this Santa suit, standing in a probably not the safest intersection I could be with how many cars there were and how fast they were going. But over and over again, people, without me saying a word, would roll down the window and give me money. And I was thinking about what that says wonderful about us as human beings, that we are so generous. And we in the United States have this culture of volunteerism and charitable giving pretty unique in the world. It's something we should be really proud of. But we also have a lot of dishonest people as well as a share of our population. Not a lot, but enough that this is a very fertile territory for them. So the money that I got, I went out and bought a new convertible. No, (laughs) took the money and donated it to Habitat for Humanity. So it really did go to a housing fund that's legit. But the point was made for my TV viewers around the country that this is something you've got to be aware of, is that you just can't give money to someone who calls you on the phone, stands at a corner, wherever, where they're asking for money. If you don't know if it's on the up and up. And this time of year, you'll get a lot of solicitations in this thing called the mail. It's something that, you know, rain, sleet, snow, or dead of night, whatever, that the postal service worker comes and delivers. We don't get a lot of mail anymore. I I get the uh, informed delivery from the postal service. And I've noticed 
how the amount of mail I get keeps dwindling year by year as more and more communications is electronic. But in November and December, you'll get a lot of traditional mail from supposed charities and legitimate charities asking you for money. You work hard for your money, and I want to make sure that two things happen. One, that an organization you give to is legit, and two, that that organization that's legit is efficient with the money you give. So to me, that's a double process because you don't want to give it to crooks. And then if you give it to people who have a good heart, but maybe aren't really that great at running a charity, that your money is not being efficiently spent that you've worked hard for, maybe that money goes to someone else. So I don't want you to give money on impulse. And if you see Santa standing out a corner, we should do that segment again. See if it's still one in seven or if the number of people that donate is higher than it used to be, lower than it used to be. I'm not sure I really want to be out there doing that. But anyway, the point is giving to someone who says they're with this, that, or the other that you see out and about, I don't recommend. I want you to take your time and and also with a phone call or an email or a text. I want you instead to do your homework and proactively give to charity, not reactively give. When we have a natural disaster, hurricane, storm, whatever, Americans are so generous in trying to extend help. But so often, you have all these scamsters that come out like locusts following a storm. That's why your charitable giving should be done in a methodical way. You only have so much money you can devote and make sure you give it efficiently. This is important to me. And so I have a guide at Clark.com for the holidays, but it can be used all year long. How to figure out whether a charity is first what they say they are. And two, that they do an efficient job with the money you give. So be careful with your generosity. That money will have more impact when you do. Krista? Watch out for your parents and elderly friends and family this holiday season. So that was uh, my late mom who ended up in the clutches of all these scamsters stealing her money for fake charities. And I remember her answer when I went through, she used to write checks. And I went through her checks and there were all these phonies she'd written one check to after another. And once they know you're, they call them sucker lists. Once they know they got you, then all these other phonies are going to take advantage. And I asked mom, so why did you give to these people? And my mom had the thickest Southern accent. And she said, because they asked, darling. Mm -hmm. You can hear her saying that. Oh, Joy, she was so sweet. You can just hear her saying that. And so um, ultimately, we had to divert her mail, then deal with the phone and all that. But we were able to shut down all the crooks running off with their money. Great warning for others. Um, we'll go to questions. This is from Denny in Florida. Just a word of caution for car rentals. I recently took advantage of a manager's special rate on from one car rental site. I, I know where this is going, I bet. This is the second. We also got another one that just came in. Same thing, a manager special from a totally different car rental company. It might be the same parent company. 
I understand that other carriers offer this as well. So for a discounted and prepaid rate, you can reserve whatever car they have available as a manager's special. This is only great until I realized I had to wait in line at the counter for an agent to figure out which car they would give me. How long? I'm afraid to ask. Um, they didn't. The agent told me you can't take advantage of their membership skip the line courtesy with the manager's special rental. Oh, it turned out to be a 90 minute wait. Don't forget to remind your listeners about potential inconveniences that go along with the deal. Yeah. And the other person that wrote in said that they were only given the option of an electric car, which they didn't want. So they ended up paying for the kind of car they wanted. This is something that's become a thing in the car rental industry because their fleets are short of vehicles. I mean, you recently experienced this in Virginia where there was oh. not a car available from any company. No, and off airport as well. The car rental companies have never been able to replenish their fleets going all the way back to when the travel recovery started in 21. The, we had all the supply chain disruptions with new and used cars. And so the rental fleets are always fighting from behind. So the car rental companies said, you know what? We don't know what, if anything, we're going to have on the lot. So what we're going to do is we're going to have, uh, they call them different trade names, but th this one was called manager special, which few companies use that terminology. And so you pay this rate and it's a mystery car. And it's a mystery, not just to you, it's a mystery to them. And you have to take whatever they give you. So supposedly you're getting a better price on the vehicle by taking the mystery. Well, I don't recommend it. And something else I've discovered with all the shortages of vehicles, for free, you can join the car rental clubs of all the companies that allow you to pre-check yourself in. That is really important right now to do with the rental car shortages. You don't want to have to stand in the lines. You don't want to be in the queue of waiting forever for a vehicle. And the people who have registered in these programs where you pre-check in, usually you jump the line at most places. Not every place, but mm -hmm. usually you do. So when a car is available, it goes to you before the people who just go and stand in line. So for multiple reasons, don't do that. I also don't like prepaid car rentals. A car rental company makes you their prisoner. Lower rates may come along later after you've originally booked. And if they don't have cars, when you get there, you're still their prisoner because you already paid them for it. I mean, it's bad all the way around. And I'm really sorry you lost 90 minutes of your trip standing in a line you wouldn't have stood in otherwise. Philip in Tennessee wrote in saying, can having a great credit score actually prevent you from getting approved for a credit card? I say this because a certain online bank has a cashback credit card that is only available through invite. Would said bank only invite those that have a habit of running balances each month rather than those that pay off their balance? No, what used to be referred to by the banks as deadbeats, where people who paid their balances in full were referred to as deadbeats, the credit card operations don't discriminate in applications against people who pay their balances in full because they've turned out to be so profitable because of all the massive fees I use that word massive again, all the gigantic fees <laughs> that the banking industry charges for processing credit cards in the United States, the world's highest fee schedule. 
So we're all very profitable to them. Of course, people who run balances are higher risk and higher profit. There's a higher charge-off rate with people who don't pay balances, but they're also paying an average interest rate to banks of 22%. But you being discriminated against because you have a high credit score, not likely. Christian in North Carolina says, I hit a bear wrecking my car two weeks ago. Wait a minute. A bear and you're here to talk about it? I know. Christian, in a bad situation, I'd say it's good because I've hit two deer in my life, and that was not a good experience. I can't imagine hitting a bear. I used your car buying guide and got a 2013 CRV. My insurance is USAA, and I know you've heard complaints on them lately, but they were great on my claim. And then that was just a... There's a separate question here on investing. I have an IRA. Then I gave you the company there. I followed your advice and checked the expense ratio and it is 1%. None of the other funds that they have are below 0.5% or are particularly well performing. They do philanthropic work with a church. Do you recommend moving this IRA to low cost funds with my Schwab account? Absolutely, Christian. And then you can give the money you want to, to your church because you'll save so much money Because you're paying 1% for funds that you could buy from Schwab for maybe three one-hundredths of 1%, one-thirtieth of the cost. So I I am not a fan of commission-based sale of mutual funds. And this organization is how they operate. And so the fees are much higher than average in the marketplace to compensate the commission sales force. So you moving this to Schwab, you're going to save so much money and make so much more money over the years that you'll be able to be much more generous with your charitable contributions to your church and anywhere else as well. Coming up ahead, they don't make things like they used to, which means a lot of things are made better than they used to be or better for our lives and all that. One category, much worse than it used to be, furniture. But there is a way for you to get quality at a good price. I'm going to tell you what it is. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? (sighs) Well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Hey, listeners, whether you love true crime or comedies, celebrity interviews, news, or even motivational speakers, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue, right? And guess what? Now you can call the shots on your auto insurance, too. Enter the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. The Name Your Price tool puts you in charge of your auto insurance by working just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance. Then they'll show you a variety of coverages that fit within your budget, 
giving you options. Now, that's something you'll want to press play on. It's easy to start a quote, and you'll be able to choose the best option for you, fast. It's just one of the many ways you can save with Progressive Insurance. Quote today at Progressive.com to try the Name Your Price tool for yourself and join over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Think about how furniture is sold today. We've got high volume discounters, Ikea, which is enormous. And then we have a lot of other sellers that are selling online and so many different places, got Wayfair, whoever. Then we have the local and regional furniture markets, which are really lenders pretending to be furniture stores. The joke is that you're still paying for the furniture after it's already broken when you buy on these what are known as no-no-no plans. The furniture business is going through such an unusual phase because the customer base looks at furniture now as a disposable item. And if I'm a furniture retailer, I got to sell what the marketplace is looking for. The marketplace is looking for the lowest quality, cheapest stuff they can get And then the problem is you sign up for one of these furniture loans where there's no payment, no down payment, no interest, blah, 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 for so many years. And then you have to pay for the furniture. And way before you're done paying for it, that piece of furniture is in the dumpster. I mean, this this is what's going on. I learned long ago, and originally for me it was out of necessity, that I bought used furniture. And it turns out that what I was doing turns out to be the smart thing to do. So I backed into it. I wasn't smart. I just backed into it. Necessity was why I did it. And so older furniture is not desired. Older furniture tends to be heavier wood furniture. Those pieces can last potentially hundreds of years. The style that most Americans like is not heavy wood furniture. Americans like sleek, modern-looking things often. Those items, and I think Ikea does a fantastic job, they're inexpensive, and they're not necessarily built to last. But if you don't want to have disposable furniture, then look at buying used furniture that is old, unloved. Because you buy stuff that looks well like from an old movie that would be on Turner Classic Movies from the 1940s, and you're seeing that heavy wood furniture. That's the stuff that's a deal. Because it was made to be used for generations. And... If you're a long-time listener, you know that starting at 11 years old, I worked for a furniture store. I worked first in the warehouse, and then when I got a little older, I worked on the delivery truck. And the furniture that was sold by that store was sold where people could buy one piece at a time. And people would save up money, and they'd come in and they'd buy a single piece. So in a bedroom, they might have been using 
uh, milk crates for nightstands, but they'd have one dresser. And then when they can afford it, they'd buy one nightstand and on like that. And that was the way people used to buy furniture. And I can tell you the stuff that I worked on the delivery truck, breaking my back, delivering a zillion years ago, that furniture is still going fine and can be passed down from generation to generation to generation. A whole different mentality. A lot of people are into uh, vintage clothing. So maybe the smart move is vintage furniture, where you get something ultra cheap that actually will stay together because it was put together right the first time. And we also, Bonnie in North Carolina wrote in about this. I didn't put it in as a whole question because you were kind of answering it, but she said she had sticker shock trying to replace a living room set. So the, the new furniture that's quality is so expensive too. And so that's why the used stuff. But, you know, a lot of people draw the line that they will not buy upholstered furniture yeah, that's, used because you don't know what mm. you're bringing into your house. Yep. And on that, I leave to your own judgment. Also, do I recall that when Lane met you, you did indeed have milk crates as part of your storage for your clothing? No, no, no. What I had was all used furniture in my home. And piece by piece, everything I had would just vanish. Hmm. And I was traveling all the time. I was on, you know, book tour and going to visit, you know, uh, what we call markets around the country. And I was gone about 250 days a year. And I would not really notice when I'd come <laughs> home, things would be missing. But eventually, everything was gone. Because mm, I kind of When remember. we got married, she inherited in our house. Right. I thought I really remembered back then hearing when you first started dating that you and your own home had did not have like milk crates. storage. Did not have that. But what I did have was I had, I guess, the ugliest art ever. That was the first stuff to oh, go. yeah. Because I have no art side to me at all. But I bought all the furniture I had used. Okay. All right. We'll go to questions. Except my mattress. I bought a new mattress. Okay, good. Dave in Iowa says, I have a tip on the high fees when selling an item on eBay. I don't sell many items there, but maybe something once every year or so. I just sold a pair of running shoes for $78. I was pretty happy wow. about it until I learned eBay would keep $11.54 for themselves and then another $6.83 for taxes. Let me talk about the tax thing. They're required to, that was a, a deal made with Congress. That was when Amazon used to not charge sales tax and eBay. So they're all required to charge sales tax. Of course, they're going to pass that through to you. Is the seller. After all was said and done, I ended up with $59.63. This may not be new, but I don't recall the fees being this high in the past. I'm done as a casual seller on eBay. I will probably purchase through eBay, but for selling online, I'm sticking with Facebook Marketplace. So Facebook Marketplace has been effective for a lot of people, but you may not have as wide a market. You may find that the shoes you have would not reach as large a marketplace is they reached on eBay. And so getting the money net minus the $11 may turn out to be a better deal than you realize if you do have more difficulty selling on Facebook Marketplace. 
Eric in Oregon says, not a question, just a suggestion. Your recent podcast said portable generators for emergency power to run refrigerators and lights as a suggestion. You should caution that portable generators kill people each year from carbon monoxide poisoning. Short advice, never run a generator in or near a garage, even if the door is open. Eric, thank you. That is life-saving advice, particularly as we come into this time of year. The people may be more likely running a generator. Uh, the generator advice I've given recently is to buy battery-based generators that don't create the danger of carbon monoxide. These have become so much cheaper in the last couple of years. And I bought a Mac Daddy portable generator recently on sale, and it will run things like the refrigerator and lights and some basic things, but not heating or cooling. And it'll run the basic items for up to seven days. And if power outage goes more than seven days, I got bigger problems than that. But with the battery-based generators, you just have them plugged in. They're standby power. When you need them, you plug the appliances into them, and they provide you that backup power. And the inexpensive ones, the ones that are hundreds of dollars instead of thousands, they will not power key things in your house long enough for a multi-day outage, but they will, the inexpensive ones will keep things running for a short power outage of maybe up to six hours. Aaron in Texas says, as a longtime listener, I've had my credit frozen for years. I wanted to send a warning to all listeners. Recently, Experian moved away from a pin-based system for freezing credit to a login and password system. As it turns out, an identity thief had enough personal information on me to create a login to Experian in my name, even without having my unique pin. And once logged in as me, they were able to unfreeze my credit. Then they proceeded to make two applications for credit in my name. Thankfully, I caught this early and canceled both credit applications. Then through a painful process of multiple phone calls, I was able to cancel the login and password set up at Experian. If any listeners have frozen their credit with Experian using a unique PIN, but have not yet set up a username and password, please do so now so that this doesn't happen to you. And thank you, Clark, for all you do to serve us. Yeah, this was a change the credit bureaus made. Gosh, I think it's been like three years now where Tweedledee, Tweedledee Dumb, and Dumber all did this, <laughs> Equifax, TransUnion, and Experian. They took this process that was so careful with the individually based pen that was different for each bureau and all that, and they went to usernames and passwords. So a criminal who has your personal information was able to thaw your credit with any of the three major credit bureaus, and it defeated the whole purpose of credit freeze. Your advice is the important advice that bears repeating again, because I haven't talked about it. I don't think I've talked about it in at least a year, mm -mm. that you need to go in and set up a username and password to protect your credit freeze with the three major credit bureaus. Otherwise, your credit freeze is vulnerable to a criminal doing the additional step of going in and thawing and before you know it, they've applied for credit as if they're you, if you haven't set up an account with each of the three major credit bureaus. At no cost, I want to point out, in Equifax, TransUnion, and Experian, once you set up an account, we'll try to sell you all kinds of worthless junk 
Don't fall for any of it. Don't pay them a penny for anything. Credit freeze is free, but you need to reinforce your security by setting up an account with each of them for your credit freeze. And remember, do not use the same password on each of those three sites, or then the criminal, if they crack that, is off to the races. And it is time for today's Clarky. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Obi from Cincinnati, Ohio, the jewel of the Ohio Valley. And I am one handsome, blind young gentleman, and I will be traveling. I'm a points guy for my birthday, November 4th, to Atlanta, Houston, and New Orleans. I listen to you guys every day. And I did get a class action suit settlement that was four times the amount that they said it was going to be. They said I would get $600, and I ended up getting $2,400. Good luck, and good night. Well, thank you for that. And this is the second person in the last month Mm -hmm. who did a class action who, instead of getting pennies, got much more than the estimate that the class action said. So I stand corrected now. Twice, actually, an, another person wrote in as well. We're getting a lot so of people got third saying, that. saying yeah. that. So fill out the forms. Wow, I'm impressed, and thank you for listening. Have a great trip on your journey later this week. That I assume what we got with points, since he said he's a points yeah, guy. Yeah, points guy. Way to go! And uh, if you need advice, guidance, or information, know we provide that for free, one on one through our Team Clark Consumer Action Center, available to serve you 30 hours each week, as we've done since 1993. You can see how to do it if you go to clark.com CAC. What's our goal here? To give you ideas to save more, spend less, and avoid getting ripped off. And have a great rest of your day.